I'm Natalie Walton, and this is Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. Each week, I'm here to share with you some of the biggest lessons I've learned during my career and life. Some of them I wish I'd learned a lot sooner because they would have saved me a huge amount of time, stress, and even money. Many of these ideas could have accelerated my journey as a creative and business owner. I also feature interviews with inspiring creatives, entrepreneurs, and experts to help you focus on what's most important in your life. Today, I'm going to focus on one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. Before we start today's episode, I'm so excited to announce that I'm launching a new course focused on how to design and decorate your dream home. This interior design course will give you the confidence, guidance, and support you need to tackle any home renovation or remodel project. You don't want to waste time, money, or even worse, end up with a home that you don't really love. So by the end of this course, you will have a master plan for your project and all of the tips, tricks, tools, and strategies you need to get it right. I will be sharing all of the lessons I've learned from designing and decorating homes over the past 20 years. And right now I have an early bird offer if you enroll before the 21st of December. For all details, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate. Okay, back to today's episode. Hello everyone. I'm so excited to be here today and to share this episode with you. As I mentioned at the start, I've been busy creating a design and decoration masterclass, which I can't wait to share with you in the new year. To be really honest, I wanted to simplify the process of renovating and remodeling your home as I get so many requests to do consultations. And yet when I do them, I find that the same questions come up and the same problems too. Most of them relate to decision-making, knowing how to distill all of the styles that you like into your home project, and then how to choose the right paint colors, the right white paint. I get asked that all of the time the right tile, how to maximize your space and choose pieces that are timeless and will save you money in the long run. Many people also say that they really want to create a home that is timeless and healthy and embrace more sustainable principles too. And this has been a big part of my journey as well. So if you want to create your forever home or a place that you'll love for many years to come, This masterclass will help you create a place that meets your biggest needs and greatest desires. And in many ways, this masterclass will be like having a virtual consultation with me, focusing on your specific project, but within the framework of a course. Now, before we get started on this particular episode, because I know I will get asked, what is the difference between this course and the styling masterclass? The Design and Decoration Masterclass will be project focused and is really about making physical changes to your home. You will learn what you need to know about floor plans, all of the design decisions that relate to floors and walls and fixtures and fittings too, plus the furniture and decorative elements to buy and suppliers and where you can find them. Basically, you will be creating a master plan for your renovation or remodel project. In comparison, the Styling Masterclass is about working with what you've already got and learning how to style spaces using the principles of composition, plus how to share your work on social media and create visual stories that connect and create impact. So it's really that end point of the journey. 
So in today's episode, I want to share what you really need to know about designing your dream home. And it doesn't matter the size of the project that you're working on because the same principles apply. So the first step and the most important step in many ways is to create a master plan. You want to have a clear vision of where you're going. Otherwise, you're just going to go around in circles, waste too much time on Pinterest and Instagram and really get easily distracted by everyone else's homes, ideas and style. And you can just really go around and around in circles and feel like you're not getting anywhere and start to feel overwhelmed by the whole whole process. So when you create a master plan, it is a way that you can create focus on what's most important to you specifically and your family needs and how you live, as well as how you connect emotionally to your spaces and also tap into your own story, the journey that you've taken to get where you are right now and where you want to go. Now, I'm a big believer in creating boundaries when you work on any project. I love to create a brief and when you do that, it really helps give you clarity and confidence with whatever you're working on. Limitations are a good thing, whether that's the size of your block, the aspect of the home in terms of the light that you get or your budget. All of these things have a huge influence on the project that you're working on. And it really helps you to get creative and very specific about the solutions that you can create. Now, the second step that you really need to do is you need to make sure that the space is going to be functional. This is where you get down into the nitty gritty. So the first step when you're creating a master plan, this is really about getting the vision board and getting ideas about what you want it to look like, the overall look and feel of the project. And to do that, you need to tap into your story. You need to be really conscious of your location. And as I said, those limitations. This second step about making it functional is really getting very specific on the design details that you need within your space. Now, during this process, you and your tape measure are going to become best friends. You're really going to be stepping it out and working out how the space will function for your specific needs. Because of course, it's one thing to see an idea on Pinterest or Instagram, but you really need to convert it to your own floor plan or if you want to change that, how is that going to work for your family needs? If you've got children, however many people you have in your home. And again, really capturing the best light within your spaces too. There are, of course, many ways that you can do this. I always believe it's good to just start sketching out with a pencil and a pen or a pencil or a pen and a notepad and just sketch out those ideas. Don't worry about getting too technical at first, but just think about how you function within the space. And then, of course, you can do this yourself. You can use there are so many different software programs out there that you can use, such as AutoCAD or SketchUp. And there are some others that I will go to in this course. Now, I don't want you to get too caught up on this particular part. It's more about really working out how you use the space in a day-to-day basis and stepping through that process. And this is something that I do all the time when I'm designing a particular area. I think about, I literally kind of envisage myself opening the door. What happens when I open that door? What is the first thing that I see? How do I move through the space? 
and see, you know, pay attention to how your body moves. What height do things need to be at? Now, of course, there are industry standards with certain things, but sometimes you have to adapt them. One example in my most recent project is that there is an industry standard generally for like a vanity height or a kitchen bench top. But sometimes you might need to adjust these or you might want to bring a vintage piece in. And so you just need to be aware of, okay, well, what should I be aiming for? And then if I go for something that is not standard or it's custom, then what are the considerations then? And how do I need to adjust it? So be really aware of those existing standards and then adjusting it accordingly within your own project. Again, like I said, I really walk through the space and I think about if I'm going to reach the tap and turn it on, how far do I have to reach? And then where is my hand towel going to be? Where am I going to have soap? All those different elements within your space, where are you going to put them? And how is it going to connect then to the overall design of the space? And really being holistic about how you create spaces because it's not just about how it looks, but it's about how it functions too. And that is so important when you're designing any space. And of course, kitchens and bathrooms are the most hardworking spaces within your home. So you really need to get this right and you really need to have a clear understanding of how you use the spaces within your own home. Now, the third step that you really need to think about is distilling your vision. This is where you get very specific about the finer details within your project. As I said, the first is that you're kind of getting this grand overall vision about your project in terms of what you want it to look and feel like and how you will experience the space. The second step is to really get quite specific about the floor plans and how it's going to function for you and all of those elements within the space. And particularly when you're working with trades and you need to give them specifications on all of the details. I mean, there are so many details that go into that. If you're, you know, putting skirting boards or you're not, how are the, the joins going to meet within the space? Are you going to put lining boards? Are you going to use fibro cement sheet? The, all of the finishes that you need to think about, they are all the things you've got to, you know, think and measure and have the dimensions. So that's where it kind of also comes into making it functional. But the third step is to distill your vision. You really need to get very specific on everything. <laughs> and one thing that I will say as well is that when you're working with trades, you cannot assume anything. You really need to spell every single little detail out because if you make any assumptions, they will just do it the way that they think it should be done or the way that it's always been done. But if you want that grout to be wider or narrower, then you need to specify everything to the tradespeople that you're working with. So you need to get very, very specific. And this is where you need to get focus on your color palette and your material palette. And these two things are so important when you're working on your project. Now, the color palette, of course, refers to any paint colors that you might be using, but also the colors of any materials. It might be the tiles, it might be the timber, whatever you're using within your project. This again is a way to create a limitation which really helps with your decision-making projects project and you tie it back to that initial vision. Now you also need to think about your material palette. 
And again, this can be influenced by lots of different things and it comes down to what matters most to you. Now, just because something has always been done a particular way doesn't mean to say that it is right for you. If, for instance, you want to embrace more sustainable choices within your own home, then you need to ask a lot of questions and you cannot assume anything. This really has to be such an important thing for you to realize. Another example is most recently with my studio renovation project, I have, like I've said, been on this journey of trying to include more sustainable and healthy choices within my interiors. Because once you start to learn that the impact of these materials have both on the environment and also on your own health and your family's health, then you really don't unlearn that stuff. It really becomes very conscious and front of mind. And so I was looking at getting a custom uh, cushion for the bench seat within the dining space. Now, I engaged um, a local upholsterer and she said, and I just, I showed her the reference of what I wanted it to look like. So obviously that's part of the vision. Then obviously there are the details in terms of making it functional. So how deep it's going to be, how, where the cuts are going to be, so that obviously somebody's not going to be falling into the gaps within the, um, the seating because it goes around a curved bench. So there's that to consider. And then also where is it going to finish? Because having that in relation to the table, which is a very specific size and is getting custom made. So there's all these cons considerations in terms of the function of the space, as well as the aesthetics. But then, as I said, then there is asking all the questions that you need to ask to get the results that you want. So I was talking to this upholsterer about, this is the look that I want to get. How do you usually do that? And she explained that usually you use a foam insert, you wrap this particular product around it and then put like a feather wrapping wadding around that and then you cover it with the fabric. And I have recently been doing lots of research on mattresses and within this project, because I'm going to be buying some mattresses, I really want to ensure that they're healthy ones and I've become very aware of the toxic materials that are in a lot of mattresses. And so then it made me realize that I don't want to use foam. I've been doing research about foam and I've looked at the health benefits of using latex instead. So I said, is that possible? And she said, well, she had done that for one other client. And so it is, obviously there is a cost involved, but for me, that is something that I want to prioritize within my project. And so this is one of these things that you've got to work through these questions and these ideas about what is most important to you. And this all comes back to your overall project and, you know, what your values are and how you want to see it come to life and how you want to see it for the long term as well. Because sometimes those things that are cheaper now, they can deteriorate more over time or there can be other ramifications of them too. So you really need to think about the replacement cost of things as well. And I'm really interested in the idea as well about the circular economy and how things can live on versus other objects that just end up in landfill. So we had this conversation and I really had to ask the questions because if you just go along with what's always been done, then you don't necessarily get the results that you want. So it is this element of really defining and distilling your vision, both in terms of the materials that you work with, 
both what you will see, but also what is underneath as well and the invisible materials that you deal with. And this does come down to as well, like what's available and your budget. So you might need to make concessions some in some places or maybe certain compromises. And you might decide, well, actually, that's really important to me that I have natural materials that are non-toxic within my home. But because of that, then maybe you have to go for a particular choice in another area where you're creating a saving. And so this is the, the dance that we have to do within our budget to make it all come in under budget. And so you're not sort of blowing out and spending more than what you expect or hope to do. But like I said, when you work within these three clear areas, then you start to create an overall master plan that really becomes a guide for you. And it gives you focus, it gives you clarity, and it gives you confidence with your project. And then you also know then how to talk to trades and the questions that you need to ask and how to keep moving it forward to get the result that you want. So I hope that you have found this outline helpful about what you really need to know about designing your dream home or any project, interior project that you're working on. So as I said, you really need to have a clear idea of your overall vision. You need to make it functional and you then need to distill your vision in terms of the finer details within your project. I hope this episode helps you and if you'd like to know more about how you can create your own master plan, then come visit nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate and take advantage of the early bird discount that I have for my upcoming design and decoration masterclass. Also, before you go, if you haven't done it already, can you please take a minute to subscribe, rate and review this podcast? It really does help get the word out to other people who also might find it helpful. You'll find show notes for this episode at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 34 because this is episode 34. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint.